This is a podcast from Rover. For radio update, not an actual episode, but we are um, going to leave you wanting a little bit more. But we weren't going to turn up and say just a tip. We do have a great <laughs> guest. <laughs> We're not quite just going to be up to your nuts and guts, uh, but we are just getting back into the swing of things. See this? Fun? Give it a bit more music. I like this. Uh, so, yes, we've been off for about three weeks now. Uh, we haven't done a not for radio. We uh, realise that it's a long time for some people. There's 80,000 or 90,000, whatever it is, on the Sniper's Nightmare Facebook page. And we thought we could jump on here quickly before we do get to a little bit of not for radio chat, but we're not ripping back into it completely yet. Yeah. But we thought we owed it to all of you to give you an update where we're at because we actually have been working behind the scenes with our company on quite a bit of stuff just to take not for radio to the next level. Yeah. When we started, uh, as a team, we wanted to be doing something different. We wanted it to be not for radio. We wanted it to be raw. We wanted it to be honest. We wanted to be able to say whatever the fuck we wanted to without being caught within the confines of normal broadcasting. And we did. And we bloody loved it. And off the back of it, turns out you bloody loved it as well. And from that, this incredible community of awesome fucking humans uh, became what is now referred to as the Sniper's Nightmare Group, basically. Mm. Uh, and you might be in it. You might not be into it. This might be the first time you've heard us ever speaking. Um, and, uh, and by the way, you've got almost fucking two hundred episodes to catch <laughs> yeah, up yeah. on. So you'll be right. Slap that bastard into reverse and back your way through them. <laughs> uh, but we wanted to, we wanted it to be sort of different to what it was that we did every single day. Because for some, you might not know this, but we do a radio show here in New Zealand in the afternoons from three till seven on an incredible radio station called The Rock, and it's it's awesome. And that's part of a bigger company and. What had happened is that this thing, this Not For Radio podcast had got a life of its own and tore off. Like, it was it was being listened to, like, close to a million streams a month uh, just before we sort of hit the brakes on it. So don't think that we've just been f- spackling our asses for the last three weeks doing nothing. We have got some epic shit lined up. And when we come back, and it will be soon, uh, we are going to be launching with an absolute hiss and a roar because... I love talking to you. I love talking to people through this form. That's the but, best. But what we do love even more than that is catching up with you ruthless motherfuckers, and we will be doing that. <laughs> Mark my words. I always said it, and I sang it at the end of last year. We want, we want this, we want this show to travel, and we want you to tr- travel with this show. So there's a hint as to what will be happening when we come back, and we will be coming back with more vim and more vigour and it to be slicker. We just want you to fucking win by being a part of this. Yeah. And we love it and we miss it and I and it makes me almost emotional talking on it now. I fucking miss this. <laughs> Fuck. 
So um, we couldn't help ourselves. There's a bloke called Lee. Uh, he's one of our snipers from the UK, and uh, he actually wrote a book. Um, you, you'll hear the full chat shortly. But he's a firefighter, and he's a third generation, fourth generation firefighter or something ridiculous. And we've been meaning to get him on for ages. We finally did. Time zones, I would like to say, worked out, but we absolutely fucked him. It was like midnight in the UK when we recorded it here in New Zealand. Uh, but he was up for it. He was up yeah. for a great chat. And we've been sitting on it for about a week. And it was like, fuck, we just need to jam in an update for all of you on Not For Radio. Um, you know, obviously we'll rip back in full fucking noise. But in the meantime, um, just to fill your ear holes, here's a little bit of our old mate Lee Hosey Pickett. Now then, dickhead, this is Jimmy from the UK. This is not for radio. And what an absolute treat. We've uh, read a few of his stories uh, out on the podcast uh, because he released a book and he sent it over to me. In fact, he ended up sending two because one got lost and then they both turned up. So <laughs> it's been bloody good. And and just a real insight into what it's like to be a firefighter uh, all the way from the UK. Lee Hosey Pickett, how are how you doing, guys? Red hot today, mate. Yeah, we're just going to throw as many firefighting analogies in there. You know, we've just got the hose in hand, if you know what I'm saying. Just swinging down the pole. I'm not. That's the J thing. Um, so I guess... Let, Thank you for having me on. Mate, an absolute pleasure to have you on. Let's chat about um, your family. It's probably a good place to start because uh, firefighting has been in your family for generations, eh? Yeah, uh, 113 years service in total. Man, that is unbelievable. Yeah, Do you grandfather th- and my father before me. Do you think it, it, at any stage that one of those generations should have said to you, hey, this is what you're in for? Or <laughs> has it has it gotten progressively worse throughout the generations? <laughs> Correct, second one. Yeah. Um, I think now looking back, my dad, my dad would have said, get a proper job. Um, but it's no, that, that aside, listen, all, all the jokes aside, it's, um, it's, it's, uh, it's enriching. It's a wonderful job and, and you make such a difference to the communities that you serve. You do. We've got a very good friend, actually a number of people that are part of the fire service here in New Zealand. And I'm sure that you're familiar with, you know, some of the plights that they've been going through. They were, they were off contract for what was it almost yeah. three years yeah. trying to, trying to get something, trying to find some common ground, which they, which they recently have, which is great. But it's just changed so much. The the role has changed so much. But you are one of the one of the few services that are the frontline services where when people when you drive past, people wave and give you the thumbs up. Like you are you are the knights in shining armor for everybody inside their those vehicles when you're driving. Yeah. And I think that's the attraction. It certainly was for me as a as a kid being um, at the fire station or or seeing my dad out in a fire engine or my grandfather um, and seeing the admiration that everyone has. You know that doesn't change. That's never changed. Um, like you say, we're, we 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 are those knights in shining armour. When somebody's world has gone to shit and and they just need that uh, that that hero or that heroine to come and 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 um, and save them and, and rescue all they know and um, and make a difference to their lives going forwards forevermore um I, you know you are a pillar of communities and and, and I'm proud to proud to be doing what I'm doing is there similarities between your partners throughout the generations as well did they always fancy a man in uniform <laughs> <laughs> Of course, of course. <laughs> in all honesty, in all honesty, be honest, because I asked the same question to my mates as well. How many times have you worn it on the job when you're off the job? <laughs> 
<laughs> you don't need an answer. That's not for radio. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it's here. <laughs> um, now, we're going to rip into a, a couple of stories shortly. Mm. But um, first, I guess, um, because the whole book uh, that you that you wrote, it's, it's an eye-opener for people that have never been part of the the, the industry. Uh, can you just give, a, a, I mean, maybe a little postcard um, of the different sorts of roles that firefighters now do, like the different sorts of jobs? Because a lot of people won't realise the shit mm. that you guys have to deal with on a daily basis. Yeah, I guess to probably to add to what Dunk's saying yeah. is, should it be, should the job description be rewritten? Because I think firefighting or actually being a part of a fire is now making up, I think Dogtit was saying, less than less than 10% of call-outs. So it shouldn't, you should no yeah, longer yeah, be called yeah. a firefighter. No, 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 no. Um, it has changed a lot. It's evolved, and, and certainly in, in recent years with uh, with the escalation in, in global uh, global warming and more flooding-related incidents, um, more wildland firefighting incidents. Um, as the planet gets hotter, you know, we, we become more busier in other areas than, than traditionally we used to be. Um, car, car incidents, you know, road traffic collisions, they are still present, but many people survive those um, th- th- those collisions because car technology is, is so much greater. You know, you, you you free a lot more people alive than you do dead. Um, so that's that's a bonus. Um, but yeah, it's changed a lot. We deal with um, a lot of uh, chemical related in- incidents. Um, you know, industrial spillages, um, things like that. Uh, water rescues heavily involved with a lot of water rescue stuff now when people find themselves um uh, in trouble on the on, on water, open water so yeah it's, it's evolved a lot and you're right it's perhaps uh, due for a rename right let's re- let's get into it let's hear a fucking story from lee Hosey yeah. Packer. <laughs> <laughs> the first one i want to get into I-, I want this immortalized um because he's a very good friend of mine and this story needs to be told um so as you as you probably know having friends that are firefighters they are fearless problem solvers okay and um this one guy here <clears throat> he he wooed uh, a young lady whilst on duty um, at an incident and um, agreed to take her out on a date. This was in the 90s, by the way, with big uh, hair, hairspray hairdos. So he agreed to pick her up from work and knowing she had a love for um, VW camper vans, he just put, he just purchased one, um, a split rear window, real old traditional Man. VW camper. So he turned up in this and she was like, wow, you are the... <laughs> You're the dog bollocks. So he, um, this it, it had all been set up. It was like the caravanette ones with the with the, with a camping stove in the back and set set up. You know, you could set it up for um, for overnight sleeping as well. It was a winter's morning, and he was driving from. He picked her up from work, and they were travelling up the motorway. And she was cold because they didn't have any heaters in them. Um, and he thought, oh, do you know what? It's, a, it's, 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 the, it's my first date with her. What can I, what can I do to, uh, to, to get, get her warm? He, he pulled over on the hard shoulder and said, I'll light the, the gas rings in the back of the camper van Uh-oh. and we'll keep warm that way. And within moments, it worked. And they pulled away again and they're off, off, off there on, the, on their journey up the motorway. And um, it started to get quite hot. So he cracked a window. Um, and unbeknown to him, <laughs> he blew the gas rings out. <laughs> he didn't know this. He didn't know this at the time. So they're traveling. He decided to change lanes. Now, in these old camper vans, as he describes it, the um, indicator stalk <clears throat> at night, you could see the arc of the connection. <laughs> 
Oh, this has got all the parts for a, a recipe for a great story. This is going to go. So he has. <laughs> he's, he's indicated to change lane. He said, I didn't know what the fuck happened. <laughs> there was just this almighty pressure wave. <laughs> Everything got very hot very quickly and blew the front windscreen out of the VW Kappa van. <laughs> <laughs> He's Holy urgently he's pulled, he's pulled over into the into the hard shoulder again, thinking, "Fuck! <laughs> like what? What actually? What actually? What did happen?" And he's turned to his left, and his his new date with her hairspray hair is singed. She's you know she's cried her eyes out. He's pulled over, his, and then he's obviously the penny's dropped, and he's realised what the fuck's happened. And um, he's, he's been a, a extremely apologetic. <laughs> she's she's rung her parents to come and get her off the motorway, <laughs> and he never saw her again. <laughs> <laughs> Got a mean crew cut after <laughs> it got the burnt bits oh, off. You know, Holy geez. shit! It was just a brief a brief fireball, a very brief fireball, which obviously created quite a, a large pressure wave to push that front windscreen <laughs> out. But man, when it when he told us, we was like, "You fucking idiot." <laughs> Just the funniest story. <laughs> anyway, I needed that immortalized forever. Great. Somewhere. That's amazing. And now that's what, what, what's his name? Simon Hendy. <laughs> Simon Hendy, mate. But other than that, yeah. sweet ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's the next story? Um, so it was uh, it was early in my career. Um, we'd gone. We, we do regular inspections. We go out into our communities to um, look at risks and um, and just to see what what risks they, they may may pose to firefighters should they be involved in a, in a fire incident. And it was this <clears throat> new new block of flats that had been created. But the design and the layouts inside were, were very unique. You know, you went down to your accommodation and up to a kitchen and then up again into a living room area. So. We needed to go and get a bit of familiarization with the building layouts should we ever need to go there in an emergency um so we went in there with uh, with my my crew there was 12 of us with a with a caretaker for the building and <clears throat> um my lot went left and up and i decided as i as i am as i'm I like to do things differently i went down into the sleeping accommodation area and there was a bedroom and i knew that there was only a one one bedroom in this apartment but in the bedroom was another door and i thought i'll um, explore see where this goes and uh it was like a door like every other door on the in the apartment but it it went nowhere it was just an uh, just like a service cupboard which was about 12 inches deep and i thought oh and i shut that and i thought oh no fuck it i've got a great idea as i was all firefighters are fucking nosy <laughs> i'll hide in the cupboard <laughs> great idea <laughs> Uh, and the first person that opens the door, I'll be like, what are you doing? <laughs> anyway, shut the door. And I've waited. And I can hear footsteps. They're coming down the staircase and they're coming into the room. And I'm like, any fucking second now. <laughs> and nothing. They all <laughs> occupied the room. They were chatting and they left. And I thought, oh, what a fucking anticlimax that is. <laughs> and I thought, well, I don't want to be left in here. I best get out. But there was no handle on the inside. <laughs> yeah, of the door. I was going to say, it's a cupboard. There's no handle on it. Oh, <laughs> oh, well, I didn't know that. I just got in there on the quick. 
and I thought, fuck, I'm, I'm, um, I'm driving the fire engine. We're still, we're still, we're still available. You know, we're only here. We're operational. We're, we're here on an inspection. And I thought, oh, fuck, it. I, I'll, I'll ring someone. And um, so I get my phone out of my pocket, but there's no signal. I'm in a fucking cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> so I hear, I hear the front door unlock and they all leave. And then I hear the front door get double chub locked as well. And I'm thinking, fuck, I mean, someone will, any minute now, someone will notice. One of my one of my close colleagues that cares about me dearly will notice that I'm missing nothing. So I eventually, I had no other choice. I've had to, I've had to turn around in the cupboard and put my back against the door. Uh, and put my knees up like this, my feet against the wall and just press and press for all I'm worth just to force the lock. But I didn't force the lock. I forced the entire frame and door <laughs> out of the plaster wall. <laughs> oh, I'm laying on my, I'm laying on my back in a cloud of plaster dust, <laughs> looking at the hole that I've left in front of me, thinking, "How the fuck am I going to explain this?" <laughs> so I've, <laughs> I've gone to the front door. The, the front door's out of action. I'm not getting out of the front door. That's a, that's double chub locked. Um, so with all plaster dust in my hair, I, I decide to um, exit out of a, 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 a an upper section of a kitchen window. Um, and, and just as I'm halfway out of the window, my, my two of my colleagues who have now realized that I'm missing have come back and said, like, what, what, what are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? What are you hanging out of a window for? Um, so I had to um, um, explain what happened. Um, and I, I had to be completely honest with the caretaker. And I went back the next day with my uh, with my plastering kit and my DIY stuff. Uh, and I made, I, made, I made good what I, uh, what I destroyed in that apartment. But, yeah, just... Um, just, just a story about inquisitive firefighters and a commitment to the gag as yeah, well. Just, just having a laugh, eh? Just having a laugh with the fellas. Bit of banter, bit of banter. All right, mate. Well, I reckon we'll wrap it up there, but let's get you back on because people bloody love all the yarns. Like the book's amazing. You might as well get that a plug too. I mean, we can put it in the show notes. But um, if people want to pick up a copy, sure. It's uh, up in smoke. There it is. Stories from a life on fire. Um, it's out on a hardback. You can get it from the usual places. Amazon. Um, it's audiobook. I, re- I recorded the audiobook as well yeah. for it. Many, many stories in there. You'll laugh. You'll cry. Um, you'll, you'll get an education as well. There's loads of fire safety and road safety advice in there. I just felt it needed to be uh, told. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's had some great reviews. And, like I said, I'm grateful for coming on and, and giving me an opportunity to, uh, to, to share it with you. Um, and just to give you a bit of an insight into the hilarities of the day-to-day life of, of firefighters. Well, I reckon once again, since you sent Dunk two copies, we could probably give one of those copies yes, away. Uh, so if you text the keyword FIRE sure, sure. to 3520, uh, not only will you get the link back to where you can purchase it if you want to get it now or get it for a loved one, or if you know somebody in the fire service here, just get it for them to see how things compare, you know, across the other, you know, when, in, when you're on the other side of the planet doing the exact same job. But it, by texting FIRE to 3520, it puts you in the draw to get that uh, that extra copy that was sent out to Dunk because he battles with mail. <laughs> Well, you know who else battles with mail now? Showboss Teague. Yeah. Get on your gear. <laughs> Lee, mate, we'll, we'll chat again. Thank you, Teague. Thank you, Jay. Thank you, we'll, mate, we'll, we'll chat you, again brother. soon, mate. You're an absolute champion. This is the one and only Barry Malibu from the UK. And you're listening to a proper pair of funny cats. Not for radio. <laughs> 
And um, I miss it. I really miss it. I just want to say before we go, um, Lee Hosey Pickett, what a fucking champion. Yes. And we, we would never have met him. We ne- would have never had that conversation had it not been for this, not for radio podcasts. Yeah, and we appreciate, like, like we said at the start, we appreciate each and every one of you. This is um, 100% your podcast, not our podcast. We are just along for the ride of this fucking crazy beast. Yeah. The community that you guys have all built together is something special. We fucking absolutely love you for it. Yeah. Um, and we have no intentions of going anywhere, but we're just working through it, and we yeah. will be back soon. Uh, and we do appreciate every single one of the messages of people saying, hey, look, this would be great if we get things back up and running. Yes, mate, trust me. If you've sent that to us or if you've thought it, just know that we have been working tirelessly to try and make this thing uh, come back to life in a format in which we want it to be because – uh, worth pointing out, we went bullshitting when we were saying we're burnt out too. Yeah. Oh, mate, we, <laughs> I was fucking done. Yeah, so we actually did need a break. And then yeah. we got stuck into a little bit of the background stuff. Yeah, and so, we've missed this. We missed, and we can be completely honest. We we really, like, this is this is one of the greatest parts of our day. Has been for the last sort of, uh, what is it, 12, 18 months doing the Not For Radio podcast. has really been a chance to let the dogs off the leash and absolutely stretch the legs, and we've loved it. It just needed a little bit of... A little bit of form put in around it. Rightly or wrongly, we'll fucking see. If you go to Bhutan, all they listen to is not for radio.